0: Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong.
1: John Long. Happy Resurrection
0: Day. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Best day of the year, you know. And it's also April Fool's Day. It is April Fool's, which really Jesus like pulled the biggest April Fool's <laughs> joke. So he was like, I'm not dead, everybody. Guess what? You Psych. now have eternal life. Yeah. Psych. <laughs> yes. But you know, we get hung up on Jesus died on the cross sometimes. I feel like we don't put Enough emphasis on the resurrection, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, you hear a lot of Jesus died on the cross for your sins, but not enough like He rose again, which is really the key. You yeah, know, the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where it's at. So. Yes, happy Easter to everyone who uh, may be listening to this here in the next week. Uh, we hope you had a wonderful Resurrection Day.
1: And happy April Fool's Day as well. Yes, right. Do you, Which have any, really, uh,
0: you know, really probably fits along with us. A little, yeah. you know? <laughs> Do you
1: have any uh, April Fool's Day pranks uh, planned for your Easter celebration?
0: I don't yet. Not yet. But uh, we'll get something. You know, my, my boys will... They they enjoy April Fool's. So.
1: I was thinking maybe we'll uh, go out in the backyard and hide eggs like we do every Easter. But this year, while some of the eggs will have candy, some of the other eggs will have bees. <laughs> <laughs> bees! Bees! Your firearms are useless against them!
0: Ah! I saw another thing where somebody was like, just tell your kids <laughs> you've hidden eggs and let them look around and don't hide them at all. <laughs> yeah. So. That may that may be what I do.
1: <laughs> well, I have uh, I have a In and Out Burger here that su- is suing a YouTube prankster who was posing as their CEO. What else happened
0: um, this week? W- well, um, we got a man attacks McDonald's sign after thirty cheeseburger order was rejected, and uh, and then we got our friend Mad Mike Hughes, the Flat Earth Rocket Man, who's oh, yeah. actually launched and went up in the air. So um we we got those two of course I, I got some other big news I didn't even tell you about Uh-oh. but I just want to say i I discovered this week that my last name long mm-hmm. in Chinese means dragon which really yeah really really awesome I feel like Do you have I, any
1: Chinese ancestry there? I don't
0: I don't at all that I that I'm aware of now I was told one time someone thought I was Korean when I was driving in huh. a van yeah. My well, that's got to
1: be where that comes from.
0: I think I feel like I have very Korean hair, like it's dark, right. you know, and straight and everything. So, um, but that was, uh, I can't remember her name. She used to go to church with this younger girl, but uh, yeah, she thought I was a Korean one time when I pulled up to church <laughs> in the minivan. I was like, oh, she thought maybe we had like a missionary coming to speak. But yeah, so uh, you know, I don't know if that makes me a ninja or what now, but I, I'm gonna try to be.
1: Well, I tell you what, I'm gonna try to refer to you as John Dragon from yeah, here on. Right? Yes, <laughs> that is bad.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. I have a nice. I, I was very surprised, and I don't even know what made me Google that. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I started out looking at the ancestry of my last name because, as far as I know, we're English and French, mm-hmm. and uh, and then that spiraled into a whole. A rabbit hole of of name meanings, and then there's Chinese and some dragon, and I feel like awesome. I, you know, I'm proud of that. I'm gonna yeah, get a yeah, dragon, absolutely. get a dragon tattoo or something. <laughs> not really, mom. I'm not getting a tattoo. Bummer. Yeah, I'm not a tattoo guy. Some people are. It's just not my style. Yeah, I don't like needles. Number one, that's the biggest disqualifier for me.
1: How many uh, Facebook followers would we have to get before you tattooed a dragon on your back?
0: Oh, if we, if, oh, that is, I would, mm, maybe not on my back, all right? Can okay. I go? Can I go backside like on the wrong? Yeah, there you area. go. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, if we got up to, I'm sure T- Deidre would be
1: totally cool with it. If She'd we think hit that was so hot,
0: if we hit one thousand Facebook <laughs> followers, I will get a dragon tattoo on my booty. All right, I will. I don't want to get it on anywhere where anybody will be able to see, like right. I'm at the beach or something like that. But I'll get a dragon tattoo on my booty for a thousand Facebook followers. And I'm deathly afraid of needles. And you have
1: to like. You have to like the podcast yeah, too
0: like the podcast you gotta follow the page <laughs> all right and as you can tell i'm stuffy and everything else i refuse to go to the doctor because i don't like shots right um, i just ride out whatever sickness i have um i'm that afraid of needles some people are <laughs> afraid of snakes i'm not afraid of snakes i will pick up a snake but i will not get a shot the idea of a tattoo is scary to me, but if we hit those numbers, we need to set a time limit. I don't want like
1: like, like you know, four years from yeah, now we finally hit, hit a thousand. Up. I gotta go get up,
0: <laughs> and then somebody digs this up from right.
1: like you know the ancient archives uh-huh. on Podbean, and yeah. they're like. All right. Yeah,
0: hold me to it or something. <laughs> so, uh, let's say within a month. I feel like that's a <laughs> hey, good. A month? I a was month. expecting you to say a week. Nah, but... Let's go a month. I <laughs> will give it a fair shot. <laughs> yeah. And uh if you if we can do it, if you're listening to this, you tell everybody that I'll get a tattoo of a dragon on my butt. <laughs> and uh
1: which is your namesake.
0: Yeah, and we'll put a poll up in the Facebook group and you can decide which cheek that you want it to go on. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You know, right or left. Right. And I don't have a whole lot back there to work with for those who, <laughs> who have never seen me. I I, I I the Lord didn't bless me with a booty. Right. So uh you know, but we'll pick whichever one and I'll get it done. All right.
1: Yeah, see I could get like a tapestry on my rear end. So. <laughs> like a whole <laughs> it could like, be like a whole like Lord of the Rings <laughs> like battle scene. <laughs>
0: It looks like they're fighting over a valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Okay, all right. right. Let's. <laughs> with that said, yeah, we need to get into the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about this story? Have you ever heard of uh, Ada?
0: Actually, I have. I- I've actually kept up with that when it was coming out and breaking. Yeah, so. it's a
1: pretty neat story. Um, this comes from the New York Times, and the headline is, was a tiny mummy in the Atacama an alien? No, but the real story is almost as strange. If you click on the show notes, you can go see this uh, picture of this little bitty mummy that was found in a uh, is it was it is a desert in Chile, wasn't yeah, it? The Atacama right. Desert, yeah. and it's like this little bitty. How long is it? About six inches, five yeah. or six inches. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's less mm-hmm. than a foot, I would think. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, the article says nearly two decades ago, the rumors began in the Atacama Desert of northern Chile. Someone had discovered a tiny mummified alien. An amateur collector exploring a ghost town was said to have come across white cloth in a leather pouch. Unwrapping it, he found a six inch long skeleton. Despite its size, the skeleton was remarkably complete, it even had hardened teeth. And yet there were striking abnormalities. Uh, it had 10 ribs instead of the usual 12. It had giant eye sockets. And it had a long skull that ended in a point. Huh. And if you see this thing, yeah, it really does look like now this little bitty... It's definitely uh,
0: alien looking. Yes, yeah. it
1: totally looks like an alien. Uh-huh. Ada, as the remains have come to be known... Ended up in a private collection, but rumors continued, fooled in part by a UFO documentary in 2013 that featured the skeleton. On Thursday, a team of scientists presented a very different explanation for Atta, one without aliens, but intriguing in its own way. Atta's bones contained DNA that not only shows she was human, but that she belonged to the local population. What's more, the researchers identified in her DNA a group of mutations in genes related to bone development. Huh. Some of these mutations might be responsible for the skeleton's bizarre form, causing a hereditary disorder never before documented in humans. Wow. So this little itty-bitty person...
0: Yeah, no, so the guy who found that was, like, super convinced it was an alien. Mm -hmm. Like, was telling everybody in the world, I found an alien, so I'm sure he's disappointed. I can't remember his name, but he was, like, some Chilean doctor or something like that, or archaeologist that found it, so...
1: And then yeah. that documentary
0: they mentioned—I think the documentary is serious. Yeah,
1: which it was on Netflix for a while. I didn't watch it.
0: I didn't either. But uh, I don't have a whole lot of time to block off to watch a documentary. <laughs> that's true. So,
1: and and if I do watch a documentary, it's usually going to be on something. Uh, to be on, to be fair, I have watched the occasional UFO documentary, but it's me usually going to be something too, true crime related right. for me personally. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm too. Yeah,
0: I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna go all into. I mean, there's only so much Ancient Aliens and stuff like that I can watch. Yeah, right. I mean, which I mean, dare I say it? It's almost
1: kind of racist when people say the pyramids were so complex. Yeah, how right. could people? How yeah. could Africans have done that? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, <laughs> I agree with that. And it's not that complicated. No, no. I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. It's it's really cool, and especially if they're standing today. Yes,
0: but at the end of the day, I mean, we're just stacking, stacking rocks. Blocks. Yeah, <laughs> right. we're you just know? stacking stuff on top of each other. <laughs> And they're like, well, you know, they'd have advanced trigonometry or whatever to line them up. And I'm like, well, I mean, the stars are the stars, right? It feels like you could do that with minimal effort. Well, not minimal effort, but with a little bit of planning. If you've got an entire slave population
1: doing everything yeah. you tell them, and yeah. then you at the, at the same time you've got these really smart guys, right?
0: You know, which no.
1: mathematics is nothing new. Mathematics no. has been around, been around for a long know? time.
0: Yeah, really, since the beginning. <laughs> right. One plus one is always equal to so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah and if really from that part of the world you know the uh, the arabics uh, really the moors brought us you know all, a lot of our modern day math yeah. you know so uh yeah, I mean, you could see it. being Yeah, the dying. Dark
1: Ages was it was dark for us, right? But
0: not so much for them. No, no, no. <laughs> they were making all kind of advancements. Yeah, now, I will say the Egyptians and their uh, construction has kind of fallen off after maybe <laughs> I don't know the Exodus or something. Right? Didn't see a whole lot of stuff getting built after that period of time. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not an Egyptologist. Although I would love to go to Egypt. It's really one of the only places on the world, in the world that I really want to visit. That I haven't already visited. So, but well, anyway, they, uh, um, yeah, sorry. No, no it's a fine. little tangent there.
1: They managed to do what they call a DNA autopsy. All right. It says, uh, the scientists eventually managed to reconstruct much of Ada's genome. She was a girl they found and most closely related to the indigenous Chileans. <laughs> Uh, she was also had a substantial amount of European ancestry, so huh. that's that's kind of neat. Wow. Uh, the scientists have not carried out any precise dating of the skeleton, so they can't say exactly when she lived. But her European heritage suggested it was sometime after Chile was colonized in the fifteen hundreds. Wow. So not all that long ago. No, not you at know, all. If I mean she's she has some kind of European heritage. Well, it's no- assuming that it was when they were you know, around that area after right. the Spanish conquistadors and whatnot came mm-hmm. over here.
0: Well, there's only one thing left to do, and that is to clone her, you know? Now, now that, <laughs> yes. I mean, Jurassic Park style. And
1: then take her on a countrywide tour <laughs> yes, right. and charge people $5 to county, take pictures. County fairs all over <laughs> the southeast,
0: would, she would make a living.
1: While her elongated head was striking, it wasn't the strangest feature of Atta's skeleton, Despite being the size of a human fetus... About the length of a pen Her bones were developed uh, In some ways as, as much as those of a six year old Huh. Uh, so she was You know I don't know how old she was But she was a fully formed Little girl yeah. Six inches tall huh. Walking around hmm. Almost like Remember that book The
0: Littles That yeah. we had to read When right. we were in school Yes you're Like right. a little
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah that's exactly right no, Not I mean. an
1: alien A six inch tall uh, Yeah really Little human person
0: Okay up next Uh we have our flat Earth rocket man, and he finally did it. Mad Mike Hughes, the rocket man who believes the Earth is flat, propelled himself about eighteen hundred and seventy-five feet into the air Saturday before a hard landing in the Mojave Desert.
1: Awesome! Yeah, Ready to go, Mike! Ready to go. Go. go,
0: Mike! I don't think you got the height you need to to verify your claims, <laughs> but you still you still did it. Here from this article, which is from Popular Mechanics, it says, He finally went up, just like the self-taught rocket scientist always pledged he would. He came back down in one piece, too, a little dinged up, and his steam-powered vessel a little cracked up. Still, mission accomplished for a guy more dare- daredevil than engineer, who drew more comparison to the cartoon character Wile Coyote <laughs> from his critics than he did to iconic stuntman, Evil Knievel. Uh, Mad Mike Hughes, the rocket man, um, who believed the Earth is flat, by the way, propelled himself 1,875 feet into the air Saturday before a hard landing. He told the Associated Press that outside of an aching back, he's fine after the launch near um, Amboy, California. So um, the launch in this desert town, which is about 200 miles outside of L.A., um, was originally scheduled in November. If you remember, we covered Mm -hmm. it a while back. Um, it was scrubbed several times due to logistical issues. He had trouble getting permits and mechanic-
1: BLM. They were giving him the runaround. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. BLM. That's Bureau of Land Management, not Black Lives Matter. That's right. Um, and mechanical problems uh, kept popping up. But the 61-year-old limo limo driver converted a mobile home into a ramp and modified (laughs) it to launch from a vertical angle so he wouldn't fall back to the ground on public land. For months, he's been working on overhauling his rocket in his garage. And it looked like Saturday might be another string of cancellations. Uh, The wind was blowing and the rocket was losing steam. Um, Ideally, they wanted 350 PSI for maximum thrust, but it was dropping to 340. Here is friend's Waldo Stakes says, I told Mike we could try to keep charging it up and get it hotter, but he said no. So after 3 p.m. Pacific time, um And without a countdown, Hughes's <laughs> rocket soared to the sky. I wonder if he like wasn't fully. That's kind prepared. of disappointing. Yeah. that, you know. I wonder if you was go like, through all
1: this and a countdown just makes it so exciting.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe he's like, "All right, Waldo, start the countdown," and <laughs> Waldo's like ten, and then it just takes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, if if you if I was going through, which I would never do this, but if I was. <laughs> I would just go back and edit in a yeah, countdown. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, just count back 10 seconds and edit it in and then put it on YouTube.
0: Now, the his buddy Waldo Stakes here speculates or estimates that uh, Mad Mike went about 350 miles per hour before pulling his parachute. So that's hauling boogie, you know. That's right. definitely hauling boogie. Um, and he pulled his parachute. He was dropping too fast, so he had to deploy mm-hmm. a second one. Um, And he landed with a thud, and the rocket's nose broke in two places like it was designed to do. Mm -hmm. So there's a YouTube video of this if anybody wants to check it out.
1: It's pretty neat.
0: Yeah. As uh, Mad Mike said, it says, this thing wants to kill you ten different ways. Um, He had an altimeter in his cockpit to measure uh, his altitude. And he said, uh, this thing will kill you in a heartbeat. (laughs) Um, Am I glad I did it, he went on. Um, yeah, I guess. I'll feel it in the morning. I won't be able to get out of bed. At least I can go home and have dinner and see my cats tonight. Which sounds like me after every night of drinking in college. So. See my cats tonight? Yeah, let me go home and see my cats. <laughs> I won't be able to move in the morning, but at least a dinner. <laughs> oh, man. So he got permission to launch on land owned by Albert Okura, who bought Amboy in two thousand five for four hundred and thirty five thousand dollars.
1: That's like a ghost town, right? Yeah,
0: that's what I think so like wow. an old mining town. That'd
1: be neat to own like your entire yeah, town.
0: Right, yeah. You just mayor for life. Yeah.
1: Know? If anybody yeah. out there wants to give Earth Oddity a deserted <laughs> yeah, ghost a town, deserted town We somewhere will gladly right accept it.
0: Yeah, we will take it.
1: As long as you're willing to pay taxes on it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, he says, Mike branded us as Rocket Town. It was amazing. So he's That's proud cool. of what I guess he's put Amboy on the map. You yeah, know, yeah. For this guy. Absolutely. Um, so it's been a, a big undertaking for Hughes. And, you know, naysayers, of course, have been posting his picture with Wally E. Coyote <laughs> strapped to a <laughs> rocket. Tired NASA astronaut Jerry Langer said uh, he hoped that he doesn't blow up something and uh, rocketry. <laughs> As our private space companies found out, isn't as easy as it looks, and that's that's a very good point to make. You know,
1: nothing that you do in your life is at whatever. No matter how difficult it is, it's not rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> so Mike here closes and says, uh, he says, "Do I believe the Earth is shaped like a frisbee? I believe it is." And he said, "Do I know for sure? No. That's why I want to go up into space. Um, so that's his project for down well, the good road. Good for him. Yeah." yeah. He wants to build a raccoon, a (laughs) rocket that is carried into the atmosphere by a gas-filled balloon, then separated from the balloon and lit. That actually sounds like a pretty good plan. Let's lift it up there and then set it off. Mm -hmm. That cuts down some of your thrust distance so you can get higher up. So so the raccoon is his next big project and uh, he says, my story is really incredible It's got a bunch of storylines, the garage-built thing, I'm an older guy, it's out here in the middle of nowhere, plus flat earth. The problem is it brings out all the nuts also, people questioning everything. (laughs) It's the downside of all this. So his future plans are simple. Fill out the paperwork and run for governor. (laughs) (laughs) That's no joke, Mad Mike said. He he wants to do it. So you're looking at possibly your next governor of California, Uh, Mad Mike Hughes here. Who looks like a cool dude to hang out with, if you've yeah, seen his picture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude's got a, a nice little haircut, and he's he's just into doing I his thing. I will rock a Mad Mike for Governor
1: t-shirt. Who wouldn't? From now until I can't wear it anymore. <laughs> what if
0: we start backing him and we can get him on as a guest? To talk wow. about policy issues and things like that, so we need to do that. You know, Mad Mike for governor. We'll we'll we'll
1: research that out. Yeah. We definitely right. need to give him an opportunity to come on yeah. Earth Oddity mm-hmm. and announce his candidacy.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And to speak, you know, what you believe to all of our dozens and dozens of listeners.
1: <laughs> Again, <laughs> I believe the Earth is cube shaped, <laughs> but
0: I, I'm an oblique spheroid <laughs> we guy can. myself.
1: We can agree to disagree. Uh and this dude sounds cool. I mean, I, I could not build a rocket in my garage no, no. and shoot up. No, so, not at how all. high did he get? Was eighteen hundred feet? Seventy five. Which we do wanna point out to the listeners yeah. that he he could have gotten better data if yeah. he would have just taken a plane. Over to Dubai and went up the, how do you pronounce this, the Burj Khalifa building? Yes. It's currently the tallest building in the world, and it is, its total height is 2,722 feet. Mm-hmm. So, if he would have just went up into the top of that building...
0: Mm-hmm. He would have gone. Yeah, he could have seen. would have gone higher. I mean, and the plane, plane, plane would have went. Been higher I that. think 30,000-40,000 I don't know what planes cruise at. But, but as a stunt,
1: that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Which yeah. I kind of have this sneaking suspicion that you know a lot of this is he's just a stunt man, right? Yeah, and he just wants to, he wanted you to grab some headlines. Yes, yeah. I
0: think you're right, right there. Which is good for him. It, you know, if that's it, his plan. It may propel smart. him to governor. You know, it may do it. I mean, I would say the people in California have made some questionable political calls in the past so yeah. i wouldn't rule bad mike out yeah you know? right i'd like to hear what he has to say you know like what do you stand on you know economic policies and environmental policies mm-hmm. and let's see let's see where it's all fleshed out so mad mike maybe we'll try to get you on the show would he uh would do you think he would
1: run for the the flat earth party Do <laughs> you think that would be his political party <laughs> maybe so maybe so
0: yes maybe so but yeah, I feel I feel like Mad Mike was really just trying to get some publicity in this whole deal for not only his. I mean, like I was saying earlier before we got on air, you know, someone will come along and be like, "Let me give you more money to make a better rocket mm-hmm. or a raccoon," as he <laughs> right. says. Uh, I would kick in five bucks yeah.
1: if he had a if he had a Kickstarter, a GoFundMe, yeah, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. Which raccoon's a pretty good name for a a band, you know. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it. Like, you know, live at the booth this week, Raccoon.
1: They could play his uh, launch party.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I feel like Mad Mike has some ulterior motives into other than just finding out if the Earth is flat, which there are people who have been in outer space before who say it's not, so (laughs) I don't know. Of course, those who don't believe that the Earth is round say that's all fake and those Mm. guys are just lying anyway so right i guess we just have to find out ourselves.
1: i have never been into uh into space so i certainly don't know yeah i will say that if if all this is like a big conspiracy dude they
0: they have have pulled a big one (laughs) they have done their own work yes yeah that's 4.0 yeah
1: our next story here is comes from CNet and it is in and out Burger Sue's YouTube prankster for posing us as a CEO oh wow which this is an interesting article because if I mean I don't know I mean you can sue anybody for anything Very in true. this country Very so true. long as you have you know lawyers who can yeah you know pers- will pursue will this right. I tell you what, I've seen a lot of pranks on YouTube, and yeah. it's almost like it's almost Burger. like this is overdue yeah. in some
0: ways. Come on, in and out Sounds yeah. like you're being a little harsh about this. <laughs>
1: anyway, it says here, while April 1st may be an ideal day to pull pranks, you probably don't want to try anything at In-N-Out Burger restaurants <laughs> if you still want to eat there. The California-based fast food chain filed a restraining order on Friday in Los Angeles Superior Court against Cody Rotor, otherwise known as Troll Munchies on YouTube, Troll
0: Munchies, all right,
1: <laughs> Troll Munchies. Rotor allegedly walked into two different Southern California In-N-Out Burgers. In one in Van Nuys on March 13th, apologies to any California <laughs> listeners if I didn't get that right, and I probably didn't. The other in Burbank, March 14th, posing as the popular fast food chain CEO. Rotor allegedly berated customers. He oh. took burgers from diners' hands, demanded okay. a taste test from the kitchen, and called the food garbage, according to the Orange, Orange County Register. Wow. I would have been aggravated if this dude's trying to take my burgers. Yeah. I'm trying to eat. I
0: mean, even if you are the CEO. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, hey, I paid bro, for that. That's I mine laid, now. I laid down $7 for that. I'm going to be <laughs> eating it. The videos
1: depicting both incidents at in and out Burger were posted on March 14th on the Troll Munchies YouTube channel. <laughs> But have since been taken down. We have recently seen an increase of visitors to our stores who are not customers but instead are intentionally disruptive and who then try to promote themselves through social media. Arnie Weisinger, Executive Vice President at In-N-Out Burger said in a statement, These visitors have unfortunately used deceit, fraud, and trespass to their own advantage and in each instance, they have attempted to humiliate, offend, or otherwise make our customers or associates uncomfortable. Wow! So he's really going after that them Yeah, serious. <laughs> yeah, the lawsuit seeks damages of more than twenty five thousand dollars from Rotor. Well, that's chump change for
0: in and out. But yeah, <laughs> but that's a I mean that's a yeah, lot for, for a Rotor. He's like, oh man, I really messed up with this prank.
1: <laughs> I know if, if somebody was wanting $25,000 from me and I got to get a lawyer on top of that. I, you'd uh, just be out
0: of luck. You know? I mean, if you're suing me for $25,000, I was like, good. I don't know what you're going to get. I have nothing that's worth $25,000 to sell you. <laughs> yeah. I could pull up everything I have and sell it, and I probably would still fall short.
1: The Troll Munchies YouTube channel is full of videos of rotor trolling women, usually trying to pick them up, as well as pranking hackers and random people on the street. Neither In-N-Out Burger nor Troll Munchies immediately responded to a request for comment.
0: So I get That's what they're serious. I get what In-N-Out saying is like. Well, number one, you're hurting our brand, mm-hmm. uh, and number two, you are building a brand based off of us. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't go and use. We can't put In-N-Out Burger stuff, all, you know, logo on earth oddity stuff you know because we would have or like if earth
1: oddity if we started recording every single week in i don't know taco casa right and we started you know selling taco casa
0: started selling you know t-shirts yeah you know earth oddity brought to you by taco casa so i I get it now and i get i mean if the guy had been doing something that was a little less uh, uh malicious i would say you know mm-hmm. where he was like uh you know maybe just going in and being funny you know like mm-hmm. oh well you, you know telling a customer well you own this franchise now or whatever <laughs> yeah th- instead of you know berating customers and taking food away from him maybe he right. could have gotten away with it but if you're going in and giving everybody a hard time I wouldn't let that happen either I, I don't know that I'd lawsuit you you mm-hmm. know they just fist fight you out in the parking lot or something but I don't I don't know that I would I would get a lawyer involved. But really, all they're going to do is just scare this guy and just say, it, he won't do it again, get him to sign some agreement, and it'll be all over with.
1: And there may not be a troll munchies after this. Yeah, may not. Depending on how angry they are. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'll have but, to
0: be, you know... I mean, it makes on one side it does make sense, no but it does sound like, something. <laughs> it does like uh, sued munchies. Uh, yeah, it does make sense that why they're do- I can see why they're doing it. Uh-huh. You know, as opposed to just some dude in there making doing you know lighthearted mm-hmm. pranks. He's actually causing trouble and berating staff members and customers and stuff. And you can't let that happen if you. Own I was a to say you owned a a, a restaurant. It did. It did. What
1: would you do if if people were just coming in and screaming at your customers and saying he was your boss.
0: <laughs> I would probably fist spot him in the parking lot, you know? I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they might beat me up, but that seems like to be the easiest. He wouldn't come back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> even I mean, if he, he, he didn't win, he's not gonna right. come back. I don't know. What if he like just beats me, bullies me into like doing it all the time? If but, you get
1: one good shot,
0: right. he's gonna take that crap right, right. on down to Taco Mama. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a guy who worked for me for ten years who was also a bouncer at night at yeah. bar. He actually is the general manager of the hound's tooth bar, which I know most people listen to this are Baptists, so you don't go to bars. But if you ever in a bar for all our methodists and presbyterian (laughs) listeners Um, say hi to brad he's the he's the manager and uh so uh he he usually handled all my heavyweight work because we had you know people come in and cause trouble at times we're down in the bar district you get a few Mm. drunk people so brad would he he actually enjoyed fighting so um (laughs) he was never never one to shy away from any potential physical conflict right he's one of those people that you're like uh you know he fights for fun. So, <laughs> right. He used to be a professional wrestler, by the way. For real. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so they wrestled in Georgia. A tag team called Alabama Attitude, and you can YouTube them. Uh,
1: so <laughs> was Brad, it take
0: off the? What was the one? I, I don't know. Do you remember
1: what I'm talking? Okay, not. I mean, obviously not the WWE, but what yeah. was the? like the the white trash person, <laughs> the ones it, that used
0: to wrestle in the gyms that the ICP around here. was yeah. like
1: bought into. who were they? Oh man, I
0: don't remember. uh,
1: they were selling their their DVDs yes. like at two a m in the morning, right. Yeah, you know, during remember. the Howard Stern Show uh-huh. or whatever.
0: Yeah, it was it was a smaller, like, regional right. thing like that. You know, we wrestled with the National Guard Armory and stuff. <laughs> right. and so he would go over there and get beat up. Like, I mean, come back with, like, strap marks on his back where they had, like, a leather strap match and you had to whip the loser and everything. Dang. And he did that for fun. So <laughs> I never worried about anything while he was there. So if anybody got a little testy, I would be like, hey, Brad. And then, you know, like, his second job was beating up drunk college kids right. who were you know wanting to do did he ever come things. up
1: with a discrepancy on his
0: paycheck <laughs> no no <laughs> i bet if he did
1: you'd fix that real quick
0: yeah i, I would say i count <laughs> i count brad whose wrestling name was tc carnage by the way tc carnage i count him as one That's of awesome. my dearest friends that i've ever met and i don't say that because he would crush my skull i say that because he's an excellent young man <laughs> one of the most honorable honest people i've ever met in my life but uh we we had a few people that he had to run out. So if this dude came in here, I would just into my restaurant. I would sick Brad on him for sure. <laughs> yeah, I got another restaurant here. This is from Sutherland, Oregon. Man attacks McDonald's sign after order of thirty cheeseburgers was rejected. Police say a 37-year-old man, too old to be doing this, by the way, (laughs) was far from loving it when workers at a McDonald's (laughs) restaurant in Oregon refused to make him 30 double cheeseburgers, and and so he tried to destroy the Golden Arches. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
1: I just want to put this out there, Yeah, he was wrong. He should not have tried to destroy the golden yeah. arches and attack the store. Right. But why wouldn't they just make him the cheeseburgers?
0: I don't know. I don't know. And the other thing I thought is Oregon is one of our legal marijuana states. He must have had a real bad case of munchies. <laughs> he must have uh, troll but, munchies. But he's apparently from a good Christian home. His name is Jedediah Ezekiel Fulton who was arrested on March 16th. Maybe he's
1: on Rum Springer.
0: (laughs) Suspicion of second-degree disorderly conduct, second-degree criminal trespass, and second-degree criminal mischief and harassment. Authorities say Fulton became upset when the fast-food restaurant in in the western Oregon town of Sutherland declined to make his order. Police say he destroyed a banner and then attacked the Arches. Um, Southern Uh-oh. Police Department say he also grabbed a person's shirt. A witness who was afraid for that person's life pulled out a gun. Um, uh oh. Yeah. It's not clear. Got from, serious. It's not clear from online records if Fulton has an attorney. Now, if you look at Fulton here in his photo, if you go to the show links, mm-hmm. he looks like a person that you would imagine would beat up a McDonald's sign because he couldn't get his order. So. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't make the order. I I know if he had ordered thirty, you know, milkshakes, the milkshake machine would have been broken. So <laughs> yeah. maybe they should have just told him the double cheeseburger machine is broken, <laughs> or they're cleaning it or whatever. <laughs> right. Which that is,
1: shake machine is always broken. That's like a what un- is the
0: deal? That's a universal McDonald's joke. I've seen it online <laughs> yes. from Britain. I've seen it online, you know, all over the United States, of course. But everybody. You go to get a shake, oh, it's broken. You know, right. never have it fixed. Now, I don't know what the deal is, so I like to put a shout out to my friend Rick, who owns several McDonald's. Right. Maybe we can get an answer for this. You know, we like, need
1: to call him up and, and I, ask him. What I is will the say, deal?
0: in case he's having to listen to this, his I've never been turned down for a milkshake at one of his restaurants. So, hey, there, there you yeah. go, and that's
1: something I must. You need to hit me up with a list of yeah. <laughs> I can tell you to which ones to. Are y'all.
0: I'm a milkshake aficionado anyway, so Uh I love milkshakes. Um, As you can tell by looking at me, (laughs) I don't have my normal six-pack, and that's largely due to milkshakes. (laughs) But I would like to know, like, you know, usually McDonald's signs are pretty high up in the air. (laughs) So you can see the arches for miles around. You know, it's like a steeple of, you know, unhealthy food. And uh,
1: And you can see it from miles away
0: on the interstate. So I don't know, like. You know, if he was trying to get one of the exit signs or something, but Surely. how do you get it? That's what it had to be, right?
1: That's what it had to be. But I really prefer to think he climbed up yeah. that thing like King Kong right. climbing the Empire State Building, <laughs> or
0: maybe like hooked a chain to it and he tried to pull it over with his car, with his or pickup something. truck, yeah, right, yes.
1: <laughs> with his big old and he looks like a f
0: one fifty. He looks like a guy who might have a jacked up truck <laughs> with a right. Salt Life sticker on the back of it. <laughs> um, definitely has a neck tattoo. So, um, usually you start getting the old neck and face tattoos. You've given up on life anyways. Right. So, no offense to any of our listeners who may have, I'm sure you are the exception to that rule, but <laughs> I've noticed when you start tatting up on the head that you've, you're done, you know, like you've decided to check out of normal society <laughs> and enter into your own world. yeah um, where things like ordering 30 double cheeseburgers and destroying the golden arches seems like a reasonable choice to make. So um now anyways this comes from oregon once again proving that rednecks exist everywhere not just the south <laughs> yeah thank you Jedediah ezekiel whatever your last name was
1: man i bet let me think what could he have been doing with the, the cheeseburgers
0: i don't know like maybe he had a little league baseball team he was coaching he wanted to <laughs> feed all of them or something <laughs> yeah maybe it's something nice maybe he was going to here it is He's going to break into a Masonic Lodge. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> this is a callback to one of our previous stories. He was, I mean, later, he was going to hand them out to homeless people, uh, yeah. and he was going to crawl strip a, down and crawl up crawl, into the Oregon. Crawl into an Oregon naked. <laughs> oh, yes. So Maybe that's it. Oh, man. Maybe he's a former Mason. Uh Disenfranchised Mason, whatever they whatever they call him. Right. You know, I don't know. Whatever happens when you lose your Masonic privileges, powers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> I'm not up on my Masons like I should be.
1: Well, our next article, headline here This new Tampa restaurant only serves seafoods. And that's <laughs> not sea as in food from the sea, but oh. is it food that. Literally starts with the letter
0: C. I got to feel like chicken's a big menu item.
1: (laughs) Probably. Seminole Heights, a restaurant serving only foods that start with one letter, seems hard to come by. But Dana Hader has found a way to succeed with all things beginning with the letter C at the new C House located at uh, 605 North Florida Avenue in Seminole Heights. I'll check it
0: out when I'm down there.
1: (laughs) Right. The restaurant, which overtook a transmission shop, held three soft <laughs> openings. <laughs> three
0: soft three openings. Three soft openings. Okay.
1: And then they just recently celebrated their grand opening on March 24th.
0: All right. Hold on. Let's stop right here. Let's see how many foods we can name that start with a C. All right. We got There's chicken. chicken. Um, custard. Custard. Carrots. Um. Let's see. Hold on. We have a guest right here. Do you <laughs> have one? Collard, collard greens, greens. that's very a good, good one very good um i'm about out after that there is celery celery very good. but no peanut butter yeah no can't have peanut butter cheese, cheese. oh that was an obvious one so you could you go to whole? or i wonder if you can only do cheddar you know like <laughs> right yeah <laughs> only do cheddar cheese no, no gouda or no. anything else um any other Libby? You have any other seafoods? Hudson, what's a food that starts with C? Um, carrot soda. come back to me. Okay. Uh, you passing? Yes. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> so anyways, we're we're recording here at the house today, you know. Uh so right. my children are especially Libby has been hanging all over us the whole episode for any pauses, bumps, anything else you hear, it's her. Um So anyway, I'm sorry. I I've so we got four. Maybe, maybe it goes into more detail. That's why I don't want to yeah. stop you now. All
1: right. The Seminole Heights uh, native owner said that some of her favorite foods start with a C, and when she decided to open a restaurant, many were skeptical. But after a long road trip of brainstorming ideas, she was amazed at how much could be sold with a C that hmm. just ran with the idea. Huh. Um. I like to think that somehow this ties into Sesame Street, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: Today's menu is brought to you by the letter C. If
1: they, if they don't go down to Tampa and shoot the episode of Sesame Street at the Sea House. I'm right, you got to. <laughs> you got
0: to. Cow beef. What? Cow beef. Cow, Cow beef. beef. That's good. I was thinking, too, you could probably put Cajun in front of everything. Oh, we got Cajun rice. You yeah, know? yeah, Cajun beans. cake. Yeah, right. Yes. Or and, Cajun curl spices. There so, you go. Yeah, maybe that's what she's doing. <laughs>
1: uh, they, hey, She could definitely sell Cajun ton, Curl. tell you, yeah.
0: Hudson took it to school with him this week. He delicious. Took a, he took a bag of chips with it on it to school. <laughs> the goal
1: is to definitely stay true to the roots in what Seminole Heights stands for, which is a high degree of pride, sense of ownership, and community, but also bring something that Seminole Heights currently doesn't have to the area, which I suppose is a restaurant that <laughs> it's sells only, around the letter C. <laughs> only yeah. C stuff. The Sea House focuses on the big three, as Hadar calls it. Ooh. Which includes champagne, char cuttery, and cheesecake. <laughs> cheesecake, oh man, yeah. how can I miss that one? But it has a full menu of brunch and dinner items okay. that start with a C featuring community shareables, which is their word for appetizers, huh. such as crab cakes, okay. Canadian fries, and hmm. calamari and other entries like cheesy mac chili both classic and vegetarian chili
0: that was a good one
1: caesar and california Cobb salads
0: cheeseburgers. cheeseburgers yeah
1: chickpea burger
0: for the vegans
1: caprese sandwiches <laughs> which do you know what a caprese sandwich I is i don't
0: i don't i had to look this is up is that not like the pants that our wives wear that are <laughs> little, you know a little too long to be shorts so and a little too short to be
1: that was my first thought yeah. as well but apparently right. the, this is uh is usually salads but their foods that have mozzarella, fresh mozzarella cheese, basil, and tomatoes. Okay. And it's also a really fun word to say, caprese. Caprese. Take it,
0: caprese. <laughs> hey, we just lost power at my house, and it's back on. <laughs> it's back on. And there goes my doorbell, which goes off when the power goes off and comes back on. Capri-zi. Just so you know. What's that, baby? Capri Sun. Capri Sun. Capri Sun. You That's can do Cheetos. Cheetos. Okay, all right. That's enough. we up, got it rolling now.
1: <laughs> In addition to food, they offer wine, such as Chardonnay, okay. cocktails, craft beer. Yeah. Not regular beer. No, nah, it's got to be craft <laughs> it's beer. It's got to be craft A lot of beer. Calvinists hanging out there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Which just happened to start with a C, and they sell desserts like cupcakes, cinnamon rolls, croissants, uh, chocolate, and cookies from its standalone bakery. Hmm. Hater says the Sea house also sells retail items... Such as coasters, candles, cocktail napkins, <laughs> classic wood pieces, not classic. the regular ones, no. but classic, classic wood okay. pieces, and more. Prices range anywhere from $450 to $13, which is pretty affordable. Yeah, yeah. And the Sea House operates Monday through Friday from 3 to 11 p.m., Saturdays and Sundays. They operate from brunch from 10 to 2, a limited menu until 5, and serve dinner from 5 to 12. Huh. So they're open late night. Yeah. For more information visit their Facebook page at Facebook.com slash the dot C dot Tampa. Ooh. sorry
0: right. marketing team should have went with a little easier <laughs> I know. easier thing. Should have just been the sea house. Yeah. Should but, just go, go the sea house all one word.
1: I can't imagine there's a whole lot of sea houses no, out there either. that have that already. I can't either. <laughs> I mean yeah. we really didn't have any trouble getting Earth Audio yeah, stuff I mean, when we started was, this podcast. Exactly.
0: But yeah, you know, that's an inventive menu. It's kind of like we have a place here in town called Five. You know, they offer five menu items every night. Right. And, uh, you know, it varies night to night. But uh. this next story, a little bizarre, it comes out of Atlanta, um, Local 21 News. Um, The headline here is, Police say mom crashes SUV into pole to prove to God or prove to kids God is real. Okay. Uh, if I'm a kid in the backseat, I'm like, okay, how does this prove God's yeah. real again? Well, I would be like, Mom, can we not just go to that movie? <laughs> <You know? laughs> God is real. Or maybe just listen to the Jesus Take the Wheel song. <laughs> maybe that's what she said. <laughs> like, I
1: like to think that was on the radio <laughs> when it happened.
0: <laughs> you Philistine children, listen to this song. <laughs> Uh, an Atlanta-area mom was arrested after authorities say she deliberately crashed her vehicle into a pole to prove to her kids that God is real. Um, <laughs> the SUV is seen on footage going northbound across the southbound lanes of Peachtree Industrial and drove into a concrete pole. 25-year-old Bakari Warren and her two children's ages 5 and 7, were inside the vehicle during the time of the accident. The officers asked the children if they thought she crashed the vehicle on purpose. Um, They responded by saying, yeah, because she turned. Her (laughs) eyes were closed, and she was saying, blah, 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 I love God. (laughs) So, um, she was apparently Pentecostal, speaking in tongues. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Norcross police say that... (laughs) That Warren did tell the children to buckle up their seatbelt. so we trust God, but you still need to get your seatbelt on, which not that different than me when I drive, um, just before she went across the road. Officers arrested Warren right after she got out of the SUV. Sergeant Ed Budinsky, one of the greatest names of all time, yeah. said... When the officers asked the driver of the vehicle what happened, her first statement to the officers was to check her Facebook, and it would explain what happened.
1: (laughs) Which I just want to say that I did check her Facebook before we started podcasting, and I'm at a loss. Yeah, I don't understand. I feel
0: like maybe she retained counsel, and they were like, you need to delete your... May, okay, yeah, maybe God's gonna keep me from crashing to a pole rant or whatever you she got. Probably on there. got to yeah. it before I did. Yeah. Twenty five year old Bakari Warren and her two children um were both, you know, of course, inside the vehicle at the time of the accident. And uh, you know, she police says she gave the same reasons as her children, um, to prove that God will protect them. Um which i check. I mean, I will say they're all still alive. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, Ward has been charged with two counts of child <laughs> cruelty and is being held on a $22,000 bond. Um, you know, it's people like this that keep folks from joining up at church. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Bakari, I'm glad you have faith. Uh, I really am. Um, I will also say that God gave you a brain and <laughs> yes. the ability to deduct uh, and reason. Um, consequences that will happen to you if you were to crash your car into a pole to prove that he is real. I mean, can we just not get a Bible track and hand it out or something?
1: You know, you can't prove to anybody Yes. That God is or is not real is right. faith. Yeah, right. You know, so that's number one. Number two, Jesus, he would not throw himself off of the temple. Yeah. Because it is written, you shall not test the Lord your God. Exactly.
0: So, <laughs> man, what a brilliant point.
1: And number three. <laughs> Does God not have enough to worry
0: about? Yeah, with right. Trump as our president <laughs> and North Korea threatening nuclear got war, Iran's getting fired up, and now too. he's got
1: to put that on pause well, to yeah. go protect this lady who's just going to drive, closing her eyes because she wants to prove he exists. Like, how about your circulatory system? Go, go do
0: some research on yeah. how
1: complex that
0: is. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like you know when once it was all over with, God was like. Macari's at it again, you know. <laughs> like turns around to yeah. St. Peter or whoever is like, uh, "Can can you guys? y'all get... go deal with yeah. this?" Look, I got a lot on my plate right now. And I don't say that to diminish the omniscience and omnipresence of God in anyway, It's just a joke. But, you know, I mean, you just feel like if you put human emotions to God, which, of course, you can't really do that. Um, we that are
1: made of His image, though.
0: We are. We are. And, yeah. you know, I feel like He's had a lot of level of frustration with just me personally over the right. years. Um but I've never once.
1: Maybe next time I mess up and I have to go to the Lord and confess, I'm going to be like, well, at least I'm not driving with my right. eyes closed.
0: <laughs> hey, Lord, I know I made a misstep here, but uh, I haven't ran my car into a ball. <laughs> to
1: prove you're real. <laughs> I'll
0: say, Billy Graham led a lot of people to the Lord, and he was not crashing his car to do it, no. you know? So, uh, I don't, I mean... I mean, can we just get the kids into a good Sunday school program, <laughs> right. or into a good, uh, you know, how about vacation Bible schools coming up? Just a couple of months away. Let's <laughs> yeah. come on, Bakari. Let's get them into that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, I would say if I was her kid, I would be like, you know, God made my mama crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's really what the impression she left <laughs> yeah. on an a serious level. Yeah. yeah, like for the rest of your life, you're gonna think, oh man. My mama is, you know, she went through this God thing, and I don't know. But, I mean, I I guess the Lord did protect her. He protects the dumb and stupid every day, including myself. But, uh, but definitely not the way you want to go spreading the gospel. I'll just say that, yeah, leading your family. Oh, Uh, man. But hey, uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, Bakari. That rhymes. But, uh, you know, uh, it's just you—you you got your—you got your motives and all wrong here. So, doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. The next story we have here is Oklahoma man captures a six-foot rattlesnake before suffering a heart attack twenty minutes later. Huh, okay. Which I'd like to say good for him. I yeah. don't know if I would have made it twenty minutes. I mean, personally, it'll
0: get your heart rate up. <laughs>
1: An Oklahoma man's day of hunting snakes almost turned deadly when he captured a six-foot rattlesnake, but not because he was bitten by the venomous serpent. Dennis Crow was catching rattlesnakes with friends Steve Booker and Robert Lutsky on Saturday for an upcoming rattlesnake festival in Apache, which Hmm. sounds like a blast. I've never been to a rattlesnake rodeo. I've always wanted to go.
0: They have one down in Op every year in Op, Alabama. And maybe by, we I've need never to cover been that. but that <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to go down there like need a, to go cover it on site you know <laughs> yeah, from, absolutely from the rodeo we we'll just do a bunch of interviews.
1: the 51 year old told uh the 51 year old from Cyril told Fox News the weather was perfect, explaining the snakes begin to come out of their dens mid-spring when the days are longer and the weather is warmer mm-hmm. Crow said he gave up deer hunting after he went snake hunting about five years ago. It's a rush. my adrenaline gets going. Crow said his pals were searching for serpents near the Wichita Mountains in the southwestern part of the state. At first, they weren't having much luck. But then, as Crow was walking through tall grass on top of a hill, it felt like someone punched me, he recalled. A rattlesnake popped out and grabs me on the side of the boot, Crow said. I jumped a little bit, and I turned to my side, and I saw that both of his fangs were stuck in my boot. (laughs) So, daggum, that's crazy. Crow was photographed and recorded holding up the six-foot snake on the group's Facebook page, KSNAK Live Coverage, shortly before he began having trouble breathing. Wow. So, and it, check this out. Now, it he's holding the snake, snake, snake to the camera, yes, so it, 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 it looks bigger. like it's eight foot long. That's your standard. But that's still yeah. huge.
0: That's your standard snake, you know, pose. Let's get it as close to the lens as, as possible. That's how you make your snake look bigger. Right. Same for you hold fish. you it in front of you like that. Yeah, same for fish, too, if you ever go fishing. Right. yeah <laughs>
1: So, he says, uh, He became wobbly and short of breath. He looked up at Steve Booker, and he told him, We need to leave. And I thought it had something to do with my lungs, he explained. The snake hunters were in the middle of the wilderness at the time, Roughly a mile from where their pickup truck was parked, mm. so that's that's a long way to yeah. walk if you're having a hard time. And you attack. got a
0: six foot snake you got to deal with too. <laughs> that's crazy. Six foot rattlesnake, yes. not just like a you know a black racer or something. That's not going to kill you.
1: On the yeah. way, it said he was stumbling and he was falling. Uh, it seemed like a five mile walk, and it was hard to breathe. Ooh. I can imagine. Yeah. I've never been in that situation, but I can certainly imagine that. You
0: got to go piggyback. I have somebody. been hiking, yeah. and
1: I tell you what, that mile. Yeah. a mile on the sidewalk and a mile up and, up down, and down hills terrain. and over creeks and yeah. over rocks is a it's big tough, difference right? he says uh, he asked God to help him down the mountain and I just wanted to see my wife and my kids one more time <laughs> and I would just like to point out that he wasn't blindfolded and like you know rolling yeah. around in a patch of snakes when this happened <laughs> to prove God was real no. he just got no. into a bad situation and he prayed for God to help him out
0: there are churches who are into that you know <laughs> yeah um, But he was not a member of one of those, as far as we know. As far as we know. Yeah.
1: Crow was able to make the hike down, and Lutsky drove him to the hospital. Doctors ran tests for the next five hours and discovered he had a heart attack about 20 minutes after capturing the snake. At that point, I became very scared, Crow said, about hearing the diagnosis. Wow. Crow was taken to an Oklahoma heart hospital early Sunday morning and was prepped for surgery to repair a blockage in his heart. He later learned that one of the main arteries in the heart was 99% blocked. That's crazy. While the other was 36% blocked. Wow. While Crow's heart attack was most likely not caused from snake hunting, it very well could have been the adrenaline that was released and sparked the symptoms. uh, Crow thanked his family, friends, and followers for their well wishes, joking about the six-foot snake being the trigger of his heart attack. Wow. Another video showed a fatigued Crow moments before the medical emergency. Okay, folks, it gets serious in this video. We catch a couple good... This is him quoted, by the way. Yeah. We catch a couple good snakes, but if you look, you can see in body language the heart attack starting that Dennis Crow is having. He starts appearing fatigued here. A side note, the snake that I'm holding strikes and almost nails at me in the arm. Phew. The group mm. wrote in a Tuesday post. That's confusing. I may just go ahead and cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> As for now, the great snake hunt will come to a better end until I can mend back up, Crew wrote on his snake hunting Facebook page.
0: Oh, he's got a snake hunting Facebook page. He does. All Other right.
1: snakes Crow and his friends captured Saturday will be displayed at the Apache Rattlesnake Festival. April 19th to the 22nd. So, that's a that's right. a three-day festival. Well,
0: my question, and this is same for the op one, is after the Rattlesnake Rodeo, what do we do with the rat? I mean, do we just kill them and turn them all into boots and belts and I'm, hat bands and stuff? I'm
1: pretty sure that's exactly yeah. what happens. I mean, we're just
0: not letting them go. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't think so. You're not going
1: to round up all them right. rattlesnakes and then just... Take them to the nearest kindergarten.
0: Which I'm not a snake killer, by the way. You know, <laughs> right. some people will kill any snake they see. I'm not a snake killer. I, I'm 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 actually I'm I'm a pro snake person. Mm-hmm. I don't want to own one. You know, <laughs> but we've caught one in the yard here. You know, last year had a few come up around. Mm-hmm. None of them were poisonous, but. Yeah, I think they have a vital role in our ecosystem, and we don't need to take them all out. Well, I will
1: say, if I come up on a poisonous one, he's going to be <laughs> missing his head. If I come <laughs> up on, a, I want, I want word to get out among the snakes, <laughs> Watch stay out. away from that dude's house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I haven't found a poisonous one on my property, right. and I don't know how I would do that having children or whatever. Right, um, and
1: I'll say I haven't. Uh, maybe maybe work maybe it's word because I have found very few snakes at yeah, my house. Yeah, right. Maybe but, they've gotten word. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Maybe we talk, out.
0: if you get snakes on your property, we can talk about some ways to get rid of them <laughs> that I know I can't really say on air, but, uh, there are ways that you can eliminate your snake problem, but I've never done that here. Does we it have
1: involve a, something that rhymes with snuffball? ball? <laughs>
0: yeah, it does. <laughs> well, we have a Creek down below, you know, we've got yeah. woods back here and everything. So, you know, that's, that's just the way, uh, you, know, but we've never had a big problem with them. Right. I had a few pine snakes in that little, um, DK's that we caught last year which is a little small one out in the yard which was kind of fun we kept it for a couple of days and let it go for the kids mm-hmm. um, so um, next next article here um, people may have seen this video on Facebook it was rolling around on my timeline so um, it's uh, <laughs> the vegans came to protest his restaurant so this chef carved the deer leg in the window Um. The vegans planned their protests for the middle of the restaurant's busy dinnertime shift. The group of animal rights activists were incensed that the Antler Kitchen and Bar, which sounds like it could be in Alabama, <laughs> it really does. Uh,
1: I had to double check when I read that. Yeah. I was like, are we sure this is in, You know, in Walker County? <laughs>
0: <laughs> A local vor restaurant in Toronto uh, that highlights regional ingredients served four de Gras. Uh, and farmed meat meant to run in the wild. So a group of them stood out front last week chanting, you've got blood on your hands, and holding a banner that read murder in hot pink lettering. Um, And Then came the counter protest. Michael Hunter, uh, what an ironic name, Michael Hunter, a chef and co-owner of the restaurant, appeared in its window with a raw deer leg and a sharp knife. Uh, When he began to carve up the meat in full view of the protesters, (laughs) some of whom later said they were disturbed for days, according to news (laughs) reports. Um, Hunter says, I figured I'll show them I'm going to have my own protest. Uh, The episode, which was captured on video by one of the protesters, (laughs) has since drawn wide attention from local news outlets and social media.
1: I say good for him. Yeah, yeah.
0: The event page created by... The activist for the protest has since been inundated with comments, mainly harshly critical of their cause. Didn't get the reaction they really were hoping for. (laughs) The chef is an avid hunter, and though he is prohibited by regulations in Ontario from serving the wild meats he eats at home, uh, like deer, duck and wild turkey, the restaurant menus leans towards game and forage foods like mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, the dust-up dust up began back in December when an employee at Antler Kitchen and Bar scribbled a slogan on the sandwich board for the restaurant's exterior that said, Venison is the new kale. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that made him mad. Oh,
0: yeah. That, How dare you. That sign upset Marini Ugar, an animal rights activist who runs a dog-walking business. <laughs> wow. Which I will say, with millennials, you know, they have a ton of dogs. If you're looking for a business avenue to get in, dog walking, doggy daycare, things like that, it's big business avenue. Just for anybody listening, that's an aside. Uh, just a business tip from a guy who ran a business in the ground before. So take it with a grain of salt.
1: Dogs um, love podcasts, by the way. That's
0: right. So play Earth Oddity uh, for While your you're gone, yeah. Uh, so Ugar here did some research and said she took issue with the fact that the restaurant served foie de gras or foie gras. Uh, the dish is made from the liver of ducks or geese, and it has long drawn complaints, as well as the impression that people were eating ethical meat there. Um, so she was saying, "You're saying you're, you know, serving this stuff ethically, but it's not really ethically because the process to make foie de gras is is kind of uh, what I think they fatten up the geese or stuff mm-hmm. or something before they kill it. Or I'm not sure exactly how all, that works. All the
1: meat. I eat, I want them to fatten it up yeah,
0: first. Right, yeah, I want it to taste as, as good yeah, as I get It's
1: unethical it. to serve meat that hasn't been fattened <laughs> up first.
0: So she said it's very misleading because they're calling these animals wild animals, the deer and the boar, but they're actually being farmed. They're not living in the wild. They're just being bred and killed, um, like most things. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. most any meat you get yeah, from right. the supermarket. Uh, the protest began small at first, and they grew louder and larger. And the protesters brought megaphones. Uh, Uh, and walk-in traffic to the restaurant began to suffer as a result. Um, I just felt helpless, Hunter told the Globe and Mail.
1: So now they're not just a group of hippies standing outside being obnoxious anymore. They're actually hurting hurting his his
0: business. business. Yes. Um, He says, it's hurting our business. I hoped it would fizzle out and go away. Um, The restaurant tried to promote vegan dishes on its menu, like mushroom yakitori. Mm-hmm. and sweet potato, sweet potato gyoza, but the activists were not satisfied. Um, the goal always is for restaurants to go fully vegan, you are told the Globe and Mail, to reduce the animals they kill, um, for me, isn't good enough. Um, so on Friday, as a chance of murderer took off, outside, took off outside the business for at least the fourth time, Hunter developed a new plan. <laughs> this is who we are and what we do, he said, They're offending us. I'm going to offend them. So I went and got a deer leg. Uh, The video, as uh, you may have seen, or you can look it up, shows him cutting up the leg, slicing the red meat away from the bone as protesters decry recently murdered deer.
1: Makes me hungry, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And they asked the police at the protest if what the chef is doing is legal, Um, which I'll say as someone who's (laughs) dealt with the food department, I think you have to have proper surfaces and everything to do all that on, but I don't know. Uh, Toronto police told the CTV News that they were called to the restaurant twice but did not issue any charges or tickets. Um, Despite what Hunter described as initial relief, um, he said he felt like he had to stand up for himself. He later came to regret the move, saying he felt like he played into the activist protest. Um, So now here's my, my favorite part. Um, Ugar told CTV News that Hunter's counter protest had left her feeling sad for a few days. Good. <laughs> he wanted to get us back, which I guess is easy to do. We're only there because <laughs> we love animals. Um, we were in shock. Uh, Ugar has offered to reduce the frequency of protest to once a month. If the restaurant displays a sign in its window saying, Attention, animals' lives are their right. Killing them is violent and unjust no matter how it's done. Oh, gosh. Which I might agree to that. And then I will hang another sign below it that said, but they're very tasty. Yeah. You
1: know? I would, you know, you, you're you better than me because I would tell that lady, sure, I'll do that as soon as you take this pineapple and shove it up your ear end but sideways. <laughs> then I'll hang that sign up in my restaurant.
0: Uh, this offer uh, mirrors one made to a butcher shop in Berkeley, California whose owners agreed to post a sign in a window after four months of protest by animal rights groups um, Hunter has plans to introduce a vegan tasting menu and has invited Ugar to come foraging with him but she's yet to respond to the offer um he says uh we stand by a restaurant's identity and the identity as a, of myself as a chef um Our identity as a restaurant is well known throughout the city, as is our ethical farming and foraging initiatives. So it seems like this guy has tried Mm -hmm. to meet them in the middle as well as he can for somebody who has differing beliefs about um, how we should... Treat our animals and eat our animals, and uh, meanwhile, the
1: Burger King down the street is just, just slapping them, them and wrapping yeah. them. them, and they out. care nothing yeah. about that. No, right? Which
0: personally, I don't either. You know, <laughs> right. I don't want to go around torturing animals. I don't think anybody should torture animals, but I also really like to eat meat. So, <laughs> right? You know, maybe I'm all in the wrong there. Um, I know that God has said we can eat meat. You know, <laughs> right. certain meats and stuff. He doesn't say we have to. Now I, would, I <laughs> bring true. that up as well. You know, you you don't have to. We don't. There's nothing compelling us to do that. Um, but it is a privilege that I think he he granted us. Uh, if you know, if you look at the Old Testament there. But uh, I don't think you should go around just uh, killing an animal to kill it. Right? You know, yeah. You not know, I'm not I'm not a big hunter either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've been hunting before. Just not my thing. You know. Yeah, like I don't I, believe
1: animals should be tortured, but at the same time, I mean. It would be easier for me to listen to them and take them seriously if they could go to Africa and convince a tiger that eating meat is wrong and that they should be a vegan.
0: Or just convince a starving person that, (laughs) hey, you know, we have this delicious steak here, but you shouldn't eat it because it's wrong. Right. Uh,
1: I just feel like all the carnivores out there in the world, how come they get a pass? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. I mean, come on.
0: Because they're animals, you know? (laughs) Those are animals. But I wouldn't guess. they
1: argue that so are we? Yeah. So never. what makes what what why do the lions have the privilege of eating meat? And I don't. I feel like I'm smarter than right. a, a lion. Well
0: and I eat my steaks rare, so I'm not that <laughs> yeah. different than a yeah. than a lion, so which grosses people out if you ever order a rare steak. So I usually get medium rare just to keep the table happy. Because if you order <laughs> rare, it's like, Oh my gosh, how can you eat that? It's like you know, Still got like the horns my, on it or whatever. I
1: like mine medium rare. That's how I like it. Yeah. But I have eaten rare steak. Oh, yeah, it me does too. not bother me, me too at all.
0: Um which a few of my friends may listen in Boy Scouts. We once had to cook a chicken, um, mm-hmm. you know, for a wilderness survival. And we didn't know that you had to gut take out the guts of the chicken. Oh, man. Yeah. So it cooked for Hours and hours and hours with
1: all the with
0: everything in it with all
1: the good stuff still in it and there. we
0: ended up eating it just about raw anyways like we broke off the burnt parts <laughs> on the outside it is a wonder we didn't die yeah. but you know, I made it through that so I feel yeah, like I can make it through a few rare steaks here and <laughs> there but yeah people uh I don't know you know. If you're into being a vegan, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm actually happy that you've chosen that. You know, it doesn't affect me in any way. Yeah,
1: good for you. Yeah, right. But it when you stand probably, outside of a dude's business right. and you're trying to shut him down because yes. of what you think. Right. You know, come on. Well, maybe, that's not cool. Maybe you
0: should sit down with a dude and try to convince him, you know, like, right. hey, this is, you know, you're, you're hurting innocent animals or whatever you think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't know. I would say, you know, and then but,
1: my my recommendation is again, I, I would like to see you get on a plane and go to Africa and <laughs> sit down with a tiger and have a long discussion <laughs> with the tiger why he shouldn't eat meat and why he shouldn't eat you. Yeah, frankly. right. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, because it, it doesn't discriminate. A tiger is vicious. It's, we
1: did a story about yeah. lions eating
0: poachers. That's right. Earlier yes. in this year. Yeah, they they don't really care, so <laughs> they're kind of rough.
1: Well, speaking of animal rights, uh, okay. people. Uh, the next story here: uh, quote, animal lover killed a heron to save a duckling by ripping open the larger bird's stomach okay. to free the prey.
0: Well, all right,
1: and this is truly an ethical conundrum. Yeah, if you love animals, which one? <laughs> which you, one do you say, Which one do you love more? Yeah, which which animal here is more equal than the other? Apparently, baby duck. This Apparently guy, baby ducks. Yeah. which they are cute, and they we do cute. tend to. Cute animals, whatever we deem cute, yeah.
0: they—they
1: oh, yeah. get—they're higher on the food chain that's for some we, reason. That's
0: why we eat so much chicken. Chickens in general are not cute animals. No, they're basically like vegetables with legs. You see them they're running people, around; they're yeah. barely sentient. No, right. Sentient, <laughs> yes. you know. Yes, they do that cool thing where their head will stay still while you move their body. But that's about their only talent. <laughs> right, and they wake you up in the morning. Anyway, oh, I'm sorry. I only get on a <laughs> whole anyway. chicken train here. As the expression
1: nature read in Tooth and Claw suggests, there is a cruel inevitability to life and death in the animal world.
0: It's a circle of life, baby.
1: (laughs) So quite what a Welsh animal lover was thinking when he tried to rescue a tiny duckling, which had been eaten by a heron, (laughs) is open to question. (laughs) More puzzling still is the fact that in order to save it from its natural fate, he cut open the heron and pulled the terrified duckling from its stomach. Wow. So, the effect was rather predictable to kill the heron, although the duckling survived relatively unscathed. Okay. So he did. He did save this duckling. I'm, yeah. I'm sure to the duckling this was like yeah, his nice shining ever. armor. Right. You know, yeah. thought he was gone, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's snatched from the jaws <laughs> of life, quite or the jaws of death, quite literally. <laughs> the elderly man was arrested by North Wales police, but later released with a caution. North Wales Police Rural Crime Unit describes the man as vulnerable and elderly on Twitter without revealing the name of the culprit or when and where it took place. <laughs> Officer said it involved a male who was cautioned for killing a heron, adding he had witnessed it eating a newly born duckling, so he decided to kill the heron in order to rescue the duckling from its stomach. Wow. So he was, I guess he was out there and he saw this yeah. happen and he was like,
0: not in my forest. I'd like to know how he killed it. Did it say? Did I, I miss I'm that part? I'm he
1: used a knife. As that's as what he it He cut his stomach open. Yeah,
0: that's what I guess so.
1: Which I mean, he Had, caught the heron. So that's I've, quite a feat. <laughs> yeah, I would think. I, I guess the heron—they're he, probably not afraid of people. Yeah, you, I guess because really they're like, protected. Yeah. So imagine Truth. he's probably just thinking, you know, whatever, yeah, just yeah, another day. Takes Boy, that was sure here. was a good breakfast. Yeah. And the next thing you know, <laughs> getting ripped open. That thing wasn't. He probably thought that guy was going to take a picture or a selfie with him. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Next thing you know, he's getting ripped open. (laughs) Strangely, quote, strangely, he actually did rescue the duckling alive from the dead heron's stomach, but obviously he was then left with a dead heron. You couldn't make this up. (laughs) Some people responded to the tweet by criticizing the police's decision to let the man off with a caution. Yeah. The heron is a protected species under the Wildlife and Countryside Act 1981 with fines or prison sentences available for anyone killing or attempting to kill one, huh. which is exactly what he did. Yeah. Lee Dingan, a, con- a conservationist and trustee with the Wader Quest Shorebird Charity, said, quote, utterly ridiculous, not too elderly to kill an apparently protected and not to mention formidable bird. The heron is the vulnerable one. Decisions like this are a major part of the reason why wildlife crime is not taken seriously. If he had stabbed someone, would he be prosecuted? Yes, more than likely he would. Yeah, I would think so. Jane Kennedy, who describes herself on Twitter as, quote, passionate about wildlife, end quote, added, quote, Clearly a protected bird has been illegally killed on this occasion, so a crime has been committed. North Wales police said these decisions are never taken lightly and a number of factors are addressed. This was a vulnerable elderly man who confessed to voluntarily who confessed voluntarily to the action with no previous convictions. Huh. So they basically let him off with a warning because he was trying to save the cute little duck and then I guess some people are for it, and then some people are like, you know, the heron was more, it's right, a protected in, right. species, can't it was more around. important than yeah. this cute little duck. Well,
0: yeah, you can't kill a bald eagle because it eats something you don't like. Which so. I don't want to
1: lock an old man up in jail, but Me I do either. think he should get a little slap yeah, on the wrist or something. need right. to you know? do
0: something for him. Make him build some, I don't know, <laughs> heron houses or something, whatever they need. Yeah, but, give him
1: some community service, something you know, teach him a lesson. He
0: sounds like an animal lover. And um, our next story here definitely has an animal lover in it as well. Um, This comes to us uh, via the Huffington Post. Uh, The headline is, Woman Arrested After Raunchy Come On to Easter Bunny. Um, A disapproving witness reported lewd acts on the costume creature police said. Um, And I'm just going to read this first line from the article exactly as it's written. Trying to make out with the Easter Bunny isn't exactly appropriate (laughs) behavior, especially when kids are watching. But that's what police said an Ohio woman did. Once again, proving rednecks exist outside of the South. Um, LaDonna Hugit was 54 years old, way too old to be doing this. Uh, yeah, how
1: is this not a Florida story? Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Was arrested on Saturday after police said she lewdly propositioned and grabbed an Easter bunny working at the carousel park in Mansfield. <laughs> uh, when Huggett posed for a photo with a rabbit, witnesses said she inappropriately grabbed the costume character and made suggested co- suggestive comments within earshot of families at the indoor park. <laughs> so someone called the Mansfield police. Uh, We received a a report from a citizen, an unusual report from a citizen that called us to the Richland Carousel Park of an uh, intoxicated female doing some lewd acts on the Easter Bunny, um, Assistant Chief Keith Porch told uh, the TV station WLW. Uh, Upon arrival, officers found Huget on the carousel, the station reported. (laughs) And according to a arrest report obtained by the smoking gun, officers said Huggett seemed to be drunk with slurred speech, and bloodshot <laughs> eyes, and a generally wobbly dis- demeanor. Um, Huggett was charged with public drunkenness and booked into the county jail. She was released eight hours later, according to WLW. Police did not charge her with assaulting the Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny may have been into it. I don't <laughs> know. Um, Huggett's Facebook page seemed to amazing seemed amazingly prophetic, Featuring a comment that she can be a handful, but most of the time, I'm just an idiot. So, uh, (laughs) she just apparently really into the Easter spirit. Likes the Easter bunny. It (laughs) looks from the screen caps here, which I assume there's probably a video that I didn't watch. um, She's performing a dance for the Easter (laughs) bunny. Yeah. Uh, And I guess, you know... She may have been fine then, but when you start saying a bunch of suggestive stuff around kids, and you're going to...
1: I look forward to the Easter Bunny outing her on Twitter with the hashtag <laughs> Me Too. Or the Me Too hashtag. That's right.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, uh, different strokes for different folks. How People, does that happen? I, I don't know. I mean, number one, you drink a little too much. So <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. In which, you know furries that's a thing it is a thing (laughs) but it is not one that i understand but it's definitely a thing and when people are
1: uh you know little kids are standing around come on yes gotta have some
0: self-control you need some self-control uh (laughs) yeah i don't know you know at at some point you were thinking her eight-hour jail stay she was like you know I, that was probably a bad move right there. <laughs> Maybe I should have just enjoyed my drunken day at the indoor carousel, but, uh, you know, she didn't. She had to get frisky with the Easter bunny. So, <laughs> you yeah, know, whatever. She's an animal lover, like I said. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, we've been talking about animal lovers and yes. animal rights activists. Now <laughs> we're right. fixing to talk about. Uh, what would this be? Uh,
0: this a uh, tree hugger, a tree, yes,
1: a tree lover, <laughs> a plants rights activist, so yes, to speak, right? And this is a Florida story. Uh, this comes from the AP. Florida woman marries a hundred year old tree, hoping to save it.
0: Ooh. Uh, but I would say that that headline right there will be used by everyone who claimed that gay marriage would be a slip, slippery slope. You know, uh, <laughs> that's going to lead us into people wanting to marry. You know, I like, yeah. tell you what, I told y'all, you're going to be married in trees next and stuff. So Here we go. I was gonna say that starts pro- probably already been posted on somebody's Facebook timeline. <laughs> by the way, it starts
1: Fort Myers, Florida. Karen Cooper was ready to go out
0: on a limb to save her
1: beloved, <laughs> so she got married to a tree. Okay. Specifically, a giant fiscus that's shaded Snell Family Park in Fort Myers for more than a century. The tree became the center of a neighborhood controversy when city staff began discussing cutting it down last year. Cooper, who lives nearby, began mobilizing to save it. The news press reports effort that culminated with the waterfront nuptial Saturday, complete with flowers, music, and a tree-decorated wedding cake. And a canine ring bear named Little Bear.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm sure this lady's a piece of work.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a lovely Saturday afternoon.
0: Nice ceremony. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Though rooted on city property, some of the Indian Laurel's 8,000-square-foot canopy and root system extends to a neighboring lot for sale for a million dollars.
0: Okay.
1: After a site visit last December... The city's public works demand department okayed the tree's removal after the beautification board had been notified. In February, the board discussed spending thirteen thousand dollars to cut down this sprawling tree and replacing it with a with smaller Geiger trees. Okay, I'm not a tree expert removal guy, but I, I feel like I could do that. Yeah. I could do it but Still, it's a little steep. I'll do it for ten. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Might take me a while. But I'll get it chopped down and removed for you. Once neighbors got wind of those plans, the protests started. Phone calls, posters, flyers... And most recently, Cooper's wedding. I think a bunch of kids walked out of school, too. <laughs> During which she had several other white-dressed women vowed to honor and protect it before some 50 onlookers. Wow. And also, I'd like to point out, it says onlookers, not guests. Yeah, onlookers. <laughs> which, if I was there, I would have been in I probably would. My
0: curiosity would have got the best of me, too.
1: <laughs> Cooper got the idea from a group of women who've been protesting deforestation in mexico by marrying trees i did not know that was a thing me either she said so i saw that and i thought oh we should marry the fiscus tree kind of giggle giggle but everyone said that it's a really good idea so i said okay let's do it let's marry a tree (laughs) let's marry a tree (laughs) she staged the wedding three days ahead of tuesday's beautification advisory board meeting when the tree's fate is on the agenda to be discussed, last month's report by certified arborist Rick Joyce, who gave the tree a thorough checkup, he determined it's in fairly robust health and could withstand judicious pruning. Okay. In an email, city spokeswoman Stephanie Schaefer wrote, the city is moving forward to save the Snell, Pe- the Snell Park viscous tree. Every day, city employees care for the trees and plants that give our city a sense of community and shared history. But even though the city appears to be backing away from its initial plans to cut down the Fiscus, its fate still remains uncertain, Cooper points out. Ward 5, Councilman Fred Burson, the only city official to attend the ceremony, vowed to help save the tree, in front of which he'd posed with his family for a campaign photo. Yeah, so he's
0: up up for re-election, I guarantee (laughs) you.
1: If we don't get it settled at the beautification board meeting, I'll take it to the city council, he said. Cooper and her tree guardians will be there cheering him on. If they cut down this tree, I'm going to be a widow, she said. <laughs>
0: so. Well, I would like to reach out um, <laughs> right now in earnest uh, to the people, the city council of Florida, wherever that is, um, and tell them that they can conduct, contact a guy named Harvey Updike, and this, <laughs> this tree problem will... Will go away. So, <laughs> will. I mean, uh, your tree problem—you won't have a tree problem anymore. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, he's pretty famous around these parts for poisoning a couple of trees. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, if you're listening to this in the Philippines or Britain somewhere,
1: people in Florida cannot be unfamiliar with this story. Yeah, no, yeah, the <laughs> Florida people news. know who
0: he is. I think he's living in Louisiana. Last I checked, so uh, in hiding. <laughs> yeah, well, he still owes like the University of Auburn a bunch of money and right. stuff, and. He's vowed to never pay him and all that. He's he's very defiant.
1: I would like to have been at the ceremony when they're like, and you, Fiscus, <laughs> you take this lady to be your lawfully wedded wife? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: mean, uh, I mean, there are so many jokes in my head that I can't say because it's a family show. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm assuming they didn't go to... Uh, they didn't go on a honeymoon, you know, <laughs> right, so to speak. And they've probably not consummated the marriage. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. Who knows? I that I don't know. That's a family <laughs> park. They say you don't want to be doing any any of that noise there. So they didn't. They definitely didn't travel. <laughs> no, no, no. She didn't take him anywhere. No, no. It had to be done on site. <laughs> Okay, we didn't get any reviews this week. No, we so. didn't. We didn't. Um, you know, and I was thinking, I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with you people. Maybe everybody who's listening that can <laughs> give a review can give a review. I think but, they have. Yeah,
1: but let me point this out: if you've already left us a review, yeah, but you still want to, you know, make prize. us feel good, yeah. or right. maybe win a prize, maybe just try to give us a little, you know boost of confidence you can go and redo your review yeah, right and it's not going to leave both of them up there but if your review was you know good podcast five stars yeah you can just you know if you want you can edit it you can put something else in yeah, there
0: right you know yes and you know take this opportunity now also before we get into this to plug our sponsor cajun curl yes you know, Bayou Blended Spice, great, CajunCurl.com. Like I said, Hudson got a bag of chips sprinkled it on it, put a Ziploc bag, took it to school with him, gave it to his friends. The kid loves it. I love it. We've been eating it on popcorn. We've been eating it on a lot of stuff. So, uh, you know, definitely check those guys out. Like I said, CajunCurl.com. They're uh, they're definitely, it'll be worth your while mm-hmm. to uh, if you're definitely into cooking and you know, anything like that. If you're using Tony's or something now, it's like 100% better so, uh, than any other type of spice like that I've ever had. So, um, if you're planning a crawfish ball, sprint crawfish si- time this time of year, you need to get some for sure. So, I've had it on a baked potato. Well, I
1: actually had it on baked potatoes twice last week.
0: Yeah.
1: Personally, I don't know about you, I, I'm very... Sp- I'll eat any baked potato because yeah. baked potatoes are awesome. Yeah, baked, They're I'm, one of the best yeah. dishes you can make. I'm in the one South. of
0: the biggest baked potato fans there are. They don't have a bigger yeah. fan than me. And yeah. I like it with cheese, bacon, oh, yeah. a little bit Load of ranch up.
1: dressing, and Lowry seasoning salt. Yeah. is a, I'm a huge fan of that until last week yeah. when I tried Cajun Curl. Change your life. And Cajun, Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Original Spice has yes. now completely taking the spot like yeah. you know that. if anybody out there wants a bottle of Lowry so that yeah, they don't we'll need that anymore away. Right. you can have it because yeah, put, yeah, I want so. the value blended original spice uh-huh. on my potatoes That's from exactly here on right. out
0: if you're cooking a pot roast for after your Easter service mm-hmm. you know family's coming over for dinner you need to throw some of that on it you know but, uh, I've
1: got some ribs in the freezer that ooh. I need to be, I'm going to be cooking here
0: pretty soon. Yeah. And I
1: think I'm going to uh, try a rub. Yeah, I will See how too. that works out.
0: I mean, it's it's great. It's, it it really is good. That's no joke at all. So
1: I personally like hot stuff. My wife does not. Right. So this is actually good for us. It's yeah. also low sodium. Yeah, right. And it's got just a little bit of heat to it, but, but it's, it's, it's not, not overpowering. overpowering. Yeah. Exactly. You know
0: how you eat some spicy stuff? And it's just all you taste is heat, and it's like a painful process. Mm-hmm. I've never understood people that are like that. You know, right? Like I carry my bottle of hot sauce with me and on. <laughs> I don't understand that, but but it's it has got a lot of flavor. It doesn't overpower you mm-hmm. with the heat. You know, like I've never like it when I finish anything that I have put it it's on. Like it like,
1: tastes spicy, but it doesn't feel spicy. Boom!
0: That's a great way to put it. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely a what it is. Yeah, squirrel, if you're listening, you need to put that <laughs> on the website. Yeah tastes spicy doesn't feel spicy <laughs> i love it marketing genius that's perfect right there oh <laughs> well, anyways check it out dot you like their facebook page share mm-hmm. it you know with your friends let everybody know um order your uh container today
1: i don't know how this works but if you're in a grocery store maybe uh, ask the manager hey do you carry this that's a good idea you know if yes. enough of y'all go bug some you know yeah. grocery store the manager maybe they'll right. maybe they'll start carrying right. it yes you know yeah. Yeah,
0: don't bug my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he may sure. already have it in there. I don't know. I'm just saying, dad's got a hard job. He's had a hard job his whole life. Don't bug him. Be very nice about it. But bug every other. Yes, manager. everybody else. You can ask my father politely, <laughs> right. but don't bug him about it, all right? The man <laughs> works hard for a living, and he always has. Uh, and I appreciate that about him just now that I'm saying it on air, and I know he'll listen. So I appreciate the fact that my father's a hard working man. Um, I didn't always appreciate that. And he's. So don't bug my dad. That's now all i that I'm you're saying. a hardworking man. Yeah, it I understand makes it all now. makes right. sense now. <laughs> really. No, really, it does. Really, when they handed me Thomas, you know, my oldest kid, never held a baby before. Right. When they handed him into the hospital, my first thought wasn't I'm a father, I uh, you know, I have this life that I'm partially responsible for. It was that I need to apologize to my dad. <laughs> Uh, that's the truth, man. I mean, wow. I was like, wow. I treated this dude horrible when I was a teenager, and he did not deserve it one bit. Because I, like, understood his mindset that, you know, like... Yeah, you know, I, totally. I, it, it blew my mind, really. It was like I could see the Matrix or something. And I was like, man, I should definitely apologize to him for just being a butt sometimes, you know? <laughs> I didn't make it easy on him, and he's a good dude, you know? Right. Like, nobody dislikes Eddie Long, so... Which, by the way, he does our opening intro. If anybody didn't know, if you are looking for voiceover work, call my dad. He yeah. didn't really do that for a living, but he could probably get into it. So he would be good at it. Yeah, yeah, right. He'll he'll read your commercials. Yeah, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'll get off track in a heartbeat. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> That's true. We did
1: get one lone email. Oh yeah, from Goose out there. Oh Goose, <laughs> Goose. Wonder
0: where Maverick is.
1: He wrote us in a uh, list of fascinating questions. And since we're going kind of long, we probably won't go over all these, right. but uh, maybe we'll do a points, few now and yeah. we'll do a few
0: next week. Right, maybe. Yeah. A few points to ponder.
1: A few points to ponder. Uh, if con is the opposite of pro, then what is the opposite of progress? <laughs> <laughs> I say Congress. <laughs> Absolutely. That's clever. <laughs> That's clever. Definitely, tr- definitely true. Uh, do you yawn in your sleep?
0: Mm. I don't know. I've How always been asleep. Know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Here's a good one. I've always wondered this myself. Why do British people never sound British when they sing?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good That's, that's a, good a good question. very good point, yes. <laughs> that's, yeah, they lose their accent. Yeah. Uh,
1: what would happen if you put a lightsaber in water?
0: Hmm. Would
1: it... Would electrocute it electrocute you, you know, or whatever? I don't know. Well, I don't think it would electrocute you because it not it use the force to... Power yeah, of the crystal. I guess so. Yeah, a Star Wars nerds right in. Yeah, because I'm know. fascinated. I'm not a
0: Star Wars nerd. I mean, I've seen the Star Wars, but I'm not a. There not was a, a. I just know that Jar Jar Binks is the best.
1: There's a Jedi named Kit Fisto. Okay, and he he was a master in underwater oh. lightsaber swordsmanship or lightsaber ship wow. or whatever. So I guess it would work like normal, but I guess it would heat up the water around you, so you probably need some kind of force shield around you to protect you from the boiling hot water.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Google Kit Fisto. I will. I feel like that's not a safe Google, you know?
1: Dude, that's disgusting! (laughs) Google uh, Google Kit Fisto Star Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or Jedi. Yeah,
0: Jedi. Yeah. No, I think you're
1: right. Goose, I bet I bet you had no idea you were going to get those kind of insights when you wrote that question. And uh, also it says the Swiss must have been very confident in their chances of victory if they included a corkscrew on their army knife. So excellent, point. Very,
0: very true. Uh,
1: just a few thoughts. Uh, keep up the good show. Bigfoot is real. Boom. And I will find him. And he will stop humanity from putting pineapple on pizza. Goose out. (laughs) So Thank you, Goose.
0: Yes, thank you very much, Goose.
1: You have been listening to Earth Odyssey Podcast. We thank you so much for the download wherever you get us. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at underscore Earth Odyssey. You can follow us on Instagram.
0: Yes, at Earth Underscore Oddity Underscore Podcast.
1: And you can always go like us on Facebook.
0: Yes. That costs yeah. you nothing? Nothing. And a lot of fun. You, you know. can
1: email the show. We are Oddity at PlanetMail.net. Right. And you don't need a reason to email us in. Just uh, yeah. like
0: Goose here. Send us in. Yeah. Give us something Yeah, give us whatever. And I'd say we did go live for a little bit in the Facebook group. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, at the beginning of the show, so you can watch that. Canada. And please, 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 please go leave us an iTunes review. Yes, please. Very much so, please. And we will see you next week. All right. Tell them bye, Libby. Bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.